Welcome to the Hero Realm. I'm Josh Brown. I'm Nick Rusk. And after a few weeks, we're back and have a lot to go over. So let's get started. Now, before we get too far into the episode, we would like to express our condolences for the passing of Jerry Springer. But aside from that, let's get started with... So, as we know, what was it, three weeks ago was the premiere of the special? Uh, yeah. So, I would honestly have to say, even though I've seen people's gripes on the special itself, I honestly enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... This actually marks the first time that Catherine even ever used the pterodactyl coin. Mm -hmm. And also the fact that she ever, first time she ever encountered the putties. Which I love her line, even though she never encountered them before. But her line saying they sound like, they still sound like angry turkeys. <laughs> and aside from that, just seeing an updated morphing sequence. Mm -hmm. I mean, what were your thoughts on it? I enjoyed it. It was good. It was good to see the old, some of the old cast. The mm -hmm. others were implied that they were there. Right. I mean, I actually noticed after a few more times watching it, which I watched it like five times, but um, in the couple scenes for where it technically should have been Jason was actually voiced by... I believe Selwyn Ward, who played TJ in Turbo and in Space. Okay. But aside from that, you could definitely tell when they did their morphing sequences later, you could definitely hear Kimberly and Tommy's voices dubbed yeah. then. Yeah. So we pretty much can only technically say that. If anything, it was just stunt doubles in the right, suit. Right, right. At least until we saw Rocky and Catherine later on in the episode, well, special episode, whatever you want to call it. Right. But and then, now, I will say, I didn't really love Robo Rita all that much. No, well, it's just the actress. <laughs> yeah. Because it was the, because it's Japanese footage for the original. Right. But it's the same voice. Yeah. Actress, yeah, it was the same actress that played Rita, yeah. and and then they actually, you know, killing somebody, yeah, for once in a show, which never happens, but obviously she's dead in real life, right? But this was also filmed before Jason David Frank. It was filmed before his passing, right? But he had said, 
I think he had said as they were filming that he wasn't going to, because he had actually one movie that should be coming out, I believe, in September, Legend of the White Dragon. Mm. So that might actually be something to see, just because it would technically be his last appearance. And I believe there's some other Power Rangers cast that are in it as well. Mm. And aside from that, seeing updated Snizzard and Minotaur was actually mm. kind of interesting. Yeah. Because <laughs> Snizzard, I don't remember him ever having the ability to actually freeze them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. And then Trini's daughter now takes over. Mm-hmm. Which I could, I don't know if they're technically going to, but I could technically see a sequel coming from this. Yeah. Which, we finally did get an answer to one thing I was wondering all the way back in the Dimensions of Danger crossover. And that was basically, who did Tommy end up marrying? Or a cat. Yes. (laughs) So, I could see... If they do a sequel, I could see maybe JJ, Tommy and Cat's kid, coming in... Men, of course, being in there. And then, I don't know who else. But it was also quite good to see Ernie's Juice Bar again. Yeah. (laughs) And Zach's Hip Hop Keto. And, I mean, just so much nostalgia to everything we remember seeing all the way back back 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. Because I remember... The only reason I even became a fan of Power Rangers, I was just channel surfing one day and it happened to be on. And then been a fan ever since. But for this special in particular, what would you rate it? Mm, I would say... I'd go 7 out of 10. Okay. I was on the fence about this a little bit and almost wanting to give it a 10 out of 10. I'd have to give it at least a nine. Okay. So, so on to the shows. Yep. So first we have the th- past three episodes of Superman and Lois. Yes. So episode six of Sound Mind starts with Clark going to a support group for chemo chemo patient spouses, which at first he's kind of reluctant to be a part of it mm-hmm. because they're kind of talking about accepting that their spouses are going to die. Right. And he's just not still not, he's not ready to do that. Yeah. So, uh, Lois is, uh, going through her chemo. She starts talking to, she makes friends with one of her people there. Yeah. And she starts talking to who, um, Make kind of makes friends with. Meanwhile, uh, Clark is attacked by this uh, figure that that what but the one that we've been seeing with the like spiral face and yeah. uses the the voice thing mm-hmm. tricked into thinking it was Lois, but it's it was the uh, this figure and he's uh, gets attacked with Krypton blasters. Right. So Jordan comes in to rescue him. Mm-hmm. And he, they realize that he is not as vulnerable to kryptonite as Superman is. Since he's part human, it doesn't really affect him as bad as it does Clark. Right. And then uh, later on, the 
figure that we have been seeing goes to Mannheim and says that her powers are fading. And you re and then it's revealed to be Pia, the friend of that Lois has made during her chemo treatments, mm-hmm. is also and she is also the wife of Mannheim. Right. So Mannheim, of course, his whole find out that his whole you know, he's wanting to do all this to save his wife. Mm-hmm. Pretty much who we know has cancer and cannot, you know, trying cannot find trying to find a cure. So that's, right, yeah. So that's pretty much it for that episode. Yeah, and then the next episode is titled "Forever and Always." So, as has been mainly the norm for most of these episodes has been digging more into what Mannheim's main endgame is. Which, was it the previous episode or this one where we first get mention of Lex? It's, yeah. They're starting to mention how... Because we find out in the uh, isn't that this episode how he is being framed for the murder of the, the, girl, the guy that uh, Mannheim's wife killed. Right. And I remember seeing a preview that Lex Luthor it is it was Superman and Lois. We will see okay. Le- we will see Lex Luthor in Superman and Lois. All right. Cuz I'm still wondering exactly how because even with the merger of the earths after a crisis the only Lex that we know of is in the Phantom Zone. Yeah. So I'm kind of curious how they're going to pull this off. But, so, yeah, basically, um, it was Pia's treatment that has been completed by this point. Yeah, yeah, she had her last chemo treatment. Yeah. And then, aside from that, it's still more or less, well, more or less business as usual. But Jonathan and Jordan have found evidence that Lois has already pretty much made out her will just in case. Yeah, like they... Yeah, something you don't want to talk about, but it's something that people in that situation have to do. Right. And... And... Mainly, just looking over even the reviews for this episode, we actually have one review that was a 9 out of 10. I mean, there's not a lot of Superman in this one. Right. But but I get it's called Superman and Lois, so Mm -hmm. it's like, the focus is not just Superman, Superman and Lois. Yeah. It's definitely more of a a harder-to-watch season, because, you know, especially with the cans, that hits real close to home. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it... It's definitely been a tough, tough one to watch. A lot of uh, emotional season so far. Yeah. But, I mean, this review in particular says one of the best of the season, incredible character study, good background on Bruno and Pia. Mm -hmm. But the best part of the episode was the Jonathan stuff. Yeah. Of which I wish there was far more of. His desperation to find anything to help his mother was very relatable, and it actually would have been a better episode if we focused on that as the main story. 
which comes to mind, he has actually started volunteering at the, the fire, fire station. Right. And the new actor, Michael Bishop, is pretty incredible, and it was amazing to finally have Clark, knowledge, Clark acknowledge that Jonathan is also half Kryptonian and had a father-son moment with him, yeah. something which has been denied to John for years. I hope this leads to him finally gaining his powers, because that would be a great story that I've been waiting to see for three seasons now. The rest of the episode was a little meh with Chrissy and Sarah, and they're really trying to push John Henry and Lana together. But I'm not feeling any chemistry there. And sadly, the twists this season have been mediocre and predictable with the Pia reveal that episode, which was only slightly less obvious than the Matea reveal this episode. Which, yeah, that's something we're about to get into with this next episode. Yeah, with the fact that Mateo... Guess who's coming to dinner? That's the name of the episode. Yes, because <laughs> Matteo is actually the son of Bruno and Pia. Yeah. So then they go in this episode. They go to dinner with with Bruno and Pia. With the, um, what? What's her name? Uh, Natalie. Natalie Matteo. And but right at the time, she doesn't know who they are. Right. And then, um, but early on in this episode, um, there's a fire, and Kyle and has Jonathan trying to kind of stay by the truck so he won't get you know trouble. But Jordan rescues someone. And so now they think that Jonathan disobeyed him, but it turns out they find out later in the episode that he didn't. He didn't. Now it was them, and now they're kind of on to, hey, there's someone else here that has powers. Mm -hmm. So he, jo Jordan is starting to be discovered. So, um, so while now that they know how Mannheim and Pia are married. They've, of course, already. It was the last episode that they revealed that to Superman, to Clark and Lois. Right. Um, and then this is where they figured out that Muna, Bruno Mannheim framed Lex Luthor for the boss, his boss's death earlier that we saw in the flashbacks. Mm -hmm. And then when John figures out that Natalie is with Bruno and Pia at the dinner, he goes to the restaurant. And he fights Man, I'm and Pia. And then Superman shows up. Pia starts to use her powers and then ends up uh, using, kind of passing out. Yeah. Using up all her energy and passing out. Superman says, you know, I have to save her. So he takes her to the DOD where she's getting test run on her. And uh, and then uh, they, Lois is now worried that Lex Luthor was wrongfully imprisoned. And... And then at the end of the episode, Inverse Superman, who we saw like three episodes ago, mm -hmm. he wakes up. So, that's basically everything for Superman Lois. So, on to the next. like to take a short break from the podcast to pretty much mention a way that you guys can help us. Now with a small or large donation every month, you can help us to keep help us to keep bringing this podcast to you. Whether it be every week or well, as we know our schedules have been flashing lately, so maybe not every week, but whenever we can. Now right now we do have working equipment, mainly microphones, computer, basically what we need. But we would like to also maybe live stream or even maybe just add some 
differences and or updates to the podcast. So, like we said, just a small or large monthly donation every month, and the link to the support is in the description of the episode. So now on to Gotham Knights. Yeah, the episode of Chillin' Gotham has uh, Joe Chill in jail, who's who we remember is the one who killed Batman's parents. He's about to be executed. He calls Harvey, calls Harvey Denny, wants to talk to Turner to give information about the court. Well, when he goes there, he figures out that that Turner figures out that Chill was framed for the for the murder of Bruce's parents by the Court of Owls. And that they are also the ones who framed Turner for the murder of Batman. Because mm-hmm. he, they, you know, as they said, they wanted his money. He wanted to take his money. So they're framing it for him. And he keeps telling them the same phrase over and over again that watches all time. Yeah. As he's going out before he gets killed. Electrocuted. And then um, the. Uh, the uh, Turner is up ends up confronting. Um, no, that's not right. Um, I lost my place. Uh, yeah, Stephanie's okay. Stephanie's father, who is he? A game show host. Okay, I couldn't remember what he did for. I knew he was famous. Yeah, I couldn't remember what he was famous for. Right, he's a game show host, so. And then, um, oh yeah, then I mean that's pretty much all that episode is is about the uh, yeah more or less filler pretty much anything yeah just to get yeah information and stuff so which we basically also find out in that episode that if anything Joe Chill is innocent of killing Bruce's parents and it was technically the Court of Owls that pretty much initiated that. But going on to the next episode, Bad to be Good. So this episode, it's mainly centered around the Court of Owls are basically stealing pieces of art that were owned by the Waynes. And well, we'll find this out from the next episode, but they were actually looking for a map within one of those paintings. And while, who is it? Turner and who else that go to try to track down the last painting? Um, um, was oh, it Turner um, and Harper? Yeah. <laughs> I'll say Turner and Hooch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because Duella, because we also find out Duella has kidnapped Eunice from the nursing home. Yep. And, well, Duella and Robin pretty much go on trying to interrogate her. <laughs> Which, I mean, when you think the, la- the lady's a sweet old lady, why would you kidnap her? <laughs> right. But, I mean, we find out in the end that she's not necessarily a sweet old lady. Especially because she stabs Duella. Yeah. (laughs) Crazy old people. Yes. Oh, the tales I could tell from work today. Oh. (laughs) But that's a whole other story. So, 
Yeah, basically interrogations go until Eunice stabs Duella and uh, Turner and Harper end up recovering the painting. But at this and right now they're still also trying to figure out who the thief is. But it turns out to be a cop who was basically threatened by the court. Mm -hmm. So, in the end, our Gotham Knights turn over the painting and pretty much save the cop's family. Which this, we see at the end of the episode that the court is burning the paintings. And basically it's to find a map to what we'll find out in the next episode is a map of Electrum. Yes, which this one is, uh, we find out that Electrum is the substance that gives immortality like what the talon has mm -hmm. so that's why he keeps coming back um they use the uh this uh ledger that they found in these paintings yeah um to try to track down the court and then they fight they figure out that um these watches that the court of owls are given are they all stopped in different times and they're trying to, what the clues mean. Mm -hmm. And then they figure out all oh, those time watches thing of Joe chill said back a couple episodes ago. So trying to, you know, connecting all the dots now. Yep. And then, and, um, then they, Stephanie's mom, who we see is just popping pills, popping pills. And so she tries to take him and her, you know, her mom gets real angry about that. Yeah. Um, and then Lincoln March, who we figure out later on is the leader of the court of owls. So they went in. Yeah. Cause when they went in, they had their fake owl masks mm -hmm. and they went into this little gathering yeah. to figure this stuff out. And then that's where they find out who it is. They discover. So they, they run out. And then at the end, Harvey wakes up at the meeting place. He has an owl mask and blood on his hand. Yes. So lots of questions there. Now, my only question, though, for Duella rolling up the painting and sticking it where the sun don't shine, how did they keep it from moving around within that area? I don't know. <laughs> but, I mean, now this might be saying a little bit, but just from how Duella looked, I'm actually starting to get a little bit of a crush on her. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, she was looking mighty good. Yes. So is that everything for Gotham Knights? Or do we have anything else for I Gotham Knights? I believe that's it. And also, we will have a week, a week hiatus from Gotham Knights and Superman Lois. There's no new episodes of either one next week. But now, on to Flash. So now we have Flash, and the first episode that we're going to cover is Season 9, Episode 9, It's My Party and I'll Die If I Want To. So first of all, this is what we technically know as our classic crossover episode, and this one is no different. So basically, it starts out, Team Flash is throwing Barry a surprise birthday party, which... Technically, it's the second time he's turned 30, <laughs> with the fact of going back a year when he had that time-based episode, what was it, last season? Mm-hmm. So, 
but things tend to go quite awry. Because Ramsey Russo shows up. Yeah. I forgot what happened to him. He just kind of disappeared. Yeah. So, yes, Bloodwork is back. And still wanting to do the same thing he was doing in season six. Yep. And at one point throughout this, Barry ends up dying. Yeah. <laughs> you would think the speed healing would stop, would keep him from dying. Well, I guess not. <laughs> but, so, it's mainly, Ramsey is practically manipulating Flash, but also manipulating Kid Flash. Mm-hmm. Manipulation on on Kid Flash works. It did. <laughs> so while all that's going on, Barry finds himself technically purgatory where Oliver is. Yes. So and Oliver Queen shows up. Yes. Right. And it actually gets to the point that we actually have Barry back in the Flash suit after however many episodes. Yeah. But Oliver suited up as well. Oh, yeah. So seeing Flash and Green Arrow side by side pretty much takes us all the way back to season one. So, yeah, at this point, Barry ends up going up against Wally. Oliver ends up going up against all the Bloodwork zombies. And Diggle eventually shows up back in the Spartan uniform. And helps out as well. But the one thing I loved about this episode, where Oliver actually says, Ramsey Russo, you have failed this city. Yes. So, like, yeah, because Oliver came back, so he he was able to bring Barry back, and himself. Yeah. But he's like, doesn't like to interfere, which we hear that a lot. But he was only able to bring himself back because the multiverse was in danger. Right. The new multiverse was in danger. The same way with Dean, the multiverse was in danger, so he was able to interfere. Even right. Chuck said he wasn't supposed to. I thought it was Jack that said he wasn't oh, Jack, supposed to. Jack, that's what I mean. <laughs> yes, Jack. That's what I meant. But speaking of that, the schedule, the show schedules do come out next week. We probably won't cover that until at least the week after. Yeah, the schedule, the schedule releases next week. So... I will, before we get back to more on The Flash, I will say I can see Superman and Lois getting renewed. Yes. Winchesters we still have no word on, but yeah. we do know that they have a plan for season two if it does get renewed. CW is about to, like, wither, and, wither and die because they're <laughs> losing, like, all their shows. Well, I mean, it all started with the merger with whatever yeah. company that was. And, yeah, it's falling apart. It's about to implode. I know, yeah. It's sad to see, because back in the heyday, man, it was it had all the, like, early, like Arrow and Early Flash and Legends. Oh, yeah. Those were good old days. Yeah. So. All right, back to Flash. <laughs> yes. So, this episode of Flash actually got a 10 out of 10. Yeah, it was, the Flash was in it. But, and, and, you know, it's good to see old people. Yeah, and the headline for this review, The Return of the Hood. Yeah. The Flash Season 9, Episode 9, non-spoiler review, short review. The hero I thought I'd never see again on screen returns in a big way. As a standalone episode, this is definitely one of the best in the series. It's just a shame of uh, what we got the last couple of years. 
I cried a few times throughout this one because after all these years, I kind of bonded with these characters. And Steven returning his arrow for a final time with a proper goodbye to his character. It was so emotional, and knowing it's the very last episode of The Flash also didn't help. Okay, this wasn't the very last episode of The Flash. No. We still have technically four episodes if you're going from the one we're covering well, right now. Yeah, that, yeah because the... <clears throat> the acting the acting was plot the acting was plot was actually for the first time really good and convincing and not boring at all. I honestly agree with that. I may not have given it a 10 out of 10, but I agree with that review. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, great episode. Yeah. Always great to see characters returning and we're still going to see that at well we technically do see that a little bit with the next few episodes. And the next episode, a new world part, a new world part one. Now this one is one of my favorites. It was like a long time coming. Mm -hmm. with, with something in this episode. So what happens is, uh, Barry gets transported to the day his mom dies. Yeah. And he, he goes to Joe for help, but is knocked unconscious by Eobard Thawne. And then Joe, meanwhile, finds a blue crystal and becomes possessed. Right. And then, um, then Barry, after being hospitalized, he, he ends up having lunch with his parents. Mm -hmm. Something he's you know wanted to do for a long time before right. you know said so he could say his goodbyes. He he gets approached by Thon, who gloats. To, to him he's like you're not going to stop me i'm going to kill your younger self so this is my greatest plan ever you know finally going to do it uh so barry returns to the hospital says goodbye to his parents and then he gets attacked by joe who says he's not the new negative speed force avatar but he still wants to you know kill barry right legs. uh so once barry is able to free joe and the crystal ends up disappearing and then he goes to fight. This is the scene that I've been wanting. He goes to fight Thawne at his parents' house, which is the scene we saw from season one. Yes. So we knew at some point in time, Barry would go and fight Eobard in the year 2000. Mm -hmm. And this is the time it finally happens. Right. So this is the Barry we've seen throughout this whole series mm -hmm. fighting Reverse Flash. And the one who tells another version of himself to not interfere who transports his younger self out of harm's way. Mm -hmm. And then of course we know Eobard ends up going and killing Nora. Right. So after that, Thawne's running, his powers fade as he stops, stops running and loses his powers. Barry shows up, says that he's made peace with his mom's death, that they know it's a fixed point in time. You can't change it. And now he finally comes to terms with it. Thawne's powers are gone, and then we know how the rest of the... what happens with Thawne throughout the rest of the series. And then, meanwhile, a man resembling Eddie Thawne is struck by lightning in Mercury Labs. Yes. And now, this part confuses me of what's going on here. <laughs> so, that's it for that one. Well, before the next one, breaking news from a YouTube update that I just got. If anything, there's a chance that Superman Lois could get canceled in place of Gotham Knights. Huh. So, aside from that, we'll 
wait until the schedule come out to confirm that for sure. So, <clears throat> this next episode, A New World Part 2, The Blues. So, it starts out, Iris is alarmed about Barry's disappearance, and mainly just worried because it's basically, it, to her it almost seems like crisis all over again, in a way. Because she does come across the article from Crisis, which was basically Flash disappears in Crisis. But it's more, we don't technically see Flash in this episode except for the picture of the article. So it's more of a, what was his name? Malcolm Thon? Yeah, Malcolm, um, um, not Thon, um, Gilmore. In the comics, it's Thon. Isn't it? Mal uh, yeah, in the comics, Malcolm Thawne is is Barry's twin, separated at birth, right? Raised by the Thawnes. Yeah, but in this, this still in his, and it and it was done by by Malcolm Gilmore. Yeah, who that's the ID that he pulls out. It turns into Malcolm Gilmore. Yeah, which at the end of the previous episode. Malcolm gets struck by lightning, and then next thing you know, he pulls out Eddie Thon's file. Which, how did the file even appear there? That's what I'm yeah, wanting to know. know. So, the first place that Malcolm goes is CCPD, which everyone's shocked to see him because they think it's Eddie. Right. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm so confused of... This 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 storyline of him being back. Yeah, because he keeps on getting Eddie's memories yeah. as we go through the episode. Right. Up to the final point in the episode when we get the memory from when Eddie killed himself. But now Malcolm has the gun wound. Yep. That Eddie had. And they dig up his grave and Eddie's not in the grave. And also, he pulls out the bullet that yeah. he shot himself right. with. So I'm like, so confused. Like, how is he back? Is it really him? Why is this? Why is he Malcolm Gilmore? Where did the lightning come from? Right. I, uh, which, I don't know. I'm so confused. Yeah. So. Like, I get the rest of it being how the negative speed force is in the crystal and how it possessed um, Chilblain and, yeah. and all that. And then. And but, also, Keon <laughs> infusing people with plant cells. Yeah. And then I thought she killed him at first, but then was able to put him back together. Right. Like, to just to separate him from the crystal. So, yeah, I get that now. That that's the negative speed force. It's yeah. the crystal. I get that. That's But this whole side story of, of Eddie being back, I'm, I, I have lots of questions. Which, I'm, my only theory here, and I can't really say anything because... The synopsis don't really say much. But my theory is that Malcolm slash Eddie is going to end up bonding with the crystal and eventually become Cobalt Blue. Right. Which I still think if they were going to do Cobalt Blue, it should be a full season thing, yeah. not... Save it for not the end. Exactly. So, so Cobalt Blue is pretty much the avatar for the negative speed force then? More or less. Okay. Because the way I see it, I mean, one YouTuber that I've watched here and there, even before we started this podcast, he's been wanting to see Cobalt Blue. Right. 
And well, they did. I mean, they even said what Cobalt what, 45 or something. The co- it was Cobalt something, yeah, but it was it, the it, radiation. Yeah, so they did Cobalt has mentioned, so they are like going that direction. It's just, but yeah, this, this, re- the review on this episode that I was looking at titled Not Bad, Not Good. Yeah, honestly, for an episode that doesn't really focus on the Flash, this wasn't bad. Obviously, I would rather have an episode in the finale that's completely focused on the Flash, right, like, like the previous two. And this episode would probably be more highly rated if the season finale had more than 13 episodes. But it is what it is. I have to admit that I hated Mark in the earlier episodes and seasons of the show. Well, Mark's only been in two seasons. Yeah. Uh, But this episode, I actually didn't mind him. His acting was actually really good and not corny at all compared to the prior episodes. And this episode actually felt really mature compared to the others of this season. The show is still sloppy and nowhere near as good as the first three seasons. But I haven't minded the previous three episodes, to be honest. I also really, really like seeing the scenes with Eddie. And I'm actually kind of excited to see what brings what he brings to the next two episodes as Cobalt Blue or whatever his name is. This show is probably going to end very anticlimactically with a lot to be desired. But honestly, when you have a show with a showrunner like Eric Wallace and a platform like the CW, what do you expect? We can only hope that the show will end on a high note. So, hopefully... Hopefully these next two episodes will bring to light what we're confused on. But for the time being, I'm honestly pretty interested to see what comes up next. Yeah. So do we have anything else? I believe that's everything. So now we won't be around to record next week. I'm actually going to be out of town for a few days. And my schedule really won't work around being able to do much else. So I don't know, I don't know my schedule past that. But if anything, I would say if anything, we should be able to record sometime the following week. Yeah, by then we'll have the schedule of all the fall shows next week. So mm-hmm. we'll have answers on what's canceled, what's not. They'll have, hopefully both of us will have seen uh guardians by then yeah and if we record at the end of that week then we'll have two flash we'll have two flash i'll be including the series finale yeah and then one superman lois one gotham knights right and it looks like gotham knights and superman lois are looking to um season finales roughly about mid-june okay so at that point i know we're Slowly closing in on our on our 100th episode. That'll be next season. Yeah. But we will definitely go through and figure out what we still need to cover. Because pretty much anything before... Anything before October 2019, we pretty yeah. much need to cover. Including the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. But... Yeah, that's everything for this week. So, like we always say, keep your eyes peeled, ears open, and stay heroic. Bye. Bye.